don't want you on our team. You're too slow and fat. This is weight bias. I'm worried about your weight. Don't you care what other people think? Millions who live and are affected by obesity face weight bias every day. You're not the right fit for this job. Unfair judgment by others. Just stop eating so much and exercise some. You lose all this weight. These people often blame themselves. It's just me. Nobody likes me. I do exercise and eat right, and I talk to my doctor. Weight bias hurts. Everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Your words and actions matter. Let's stop weight bias. Let's work together. Be part of the solution. Go to stopweightbias.com and learn more. A public service message from Obesity Action Coalition. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. That's why I would drop LeBron James. Why did I ever take LeBron James? Why would I do that? What was that? Was that Russo? Who was that? That's Russo? I love Mad that. Mad Dog? I asked him yesterday about the Yankees. I said, what's wrong with the Yankees? He goes, well, the one thing they got to do is they got the bats. They got to hit the bats. You can't score any runs. How are you going to win any games? It's not the pitching. How do you expect Aaron Judge to just lead the team all the way? You can't do it. You can't just win with him. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengel. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. The players have been cut already. Team making that announcement yesterday. Defensive back Brian Allen, defensive tackle Josh Black, tackle Derek Kelly, quarterback Quentin Meeks, running back Abram Smith, and tackle Kalik Washington have been um, cut. An injury settlement with wide receiver Kevin White. Released off of injured reserve. That was per the team yesterday. Dennis Allen, just a little bit ago after practice, had this to say about where we are at this point in the season. We'll go to the phone. This is probably the hardest week of the year, you know, um, just because I know what these guys put into um, getting themselves ready to be a football player uh, and play in the National Football League, whether it's here or somewhere else. Um, it's It's... You know, it's important to a lot of guys, and it's it's challenging, and there's a human element to it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we we got a great game, but we have a, a really tough business, and this is part of the tough business part. That's D.A. trying to get it down to 53 players. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation on the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line. Our question of the day, game ball. Pat on the back. Who needs to have a seat next to coach? Your thoughts on that opening drive? Am I making too much of a big deal of it? Are you still not happy you didn't see Michael Thomas? Are you still just waiting to see what this team can do against real action? Week one, the preacher joins us. Thank you for holding on during the break. How are you? Hello? Hello? The Preacher. Yes. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. How you doing? Hello? Okay, Preacher, go ahead. 
I don't know why you can't hear me. I uh, I guess, buddy, put him on hold real quick, see if he can hear you, and we can go right back to him or not. Jameis Winston, after the game, uh, thankful, obviously, to get out there and play. And actually, thank Dennis Allen for letting him. Oh, it's, it's football. Um, I love football, and, uh, and and that's why I enjoy playing. Uh, the Lord blessed me with, with abilities to go out there and play, so I'm used to that. Uh, but but what I was really grateful for was just the opportunity to go out there and do that and compete. So thank you to D.A. Now, to me, the play of the day was this one. Joe Meyer. On first and 15. Winston in trouble. Got rid of it in time right at the first down marker. It is Landry once again. That's Fox 8 with the broadcast. And I think the thing that really stood out to me in that play again was the fact he got hit. Trevor Penning got beat, and, you know, the right defensive end popped Jameis, and it was on that leg, it was on the foot, it, I mean, everything. I mean, there's no way to avoid that. Stepped up into it, and you go back on Wednesday of last week, and Jameis said on the field, he's just worried about leading the team to victory, not worried about injury. You know, a play like that, something I think you want to see, whether it was bums, whether it was first stringers, whether it was Bosa or Mac, or whether it was against somebody that's going to be out of a job tomorrow. You saw him step up and deliver a football to one of the new members of the offense, and I I, I don't know how you're not happy about that to me. I, I, I think that's something good to see. The other thing that we've been talking about here as well, both quarterbacks combined, Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston, 14 for 14, 183 yards in the touchdown. Not a single incompletion by the two best quarterbacks that you have on your roster. Again, that's a good thing for me. The balance that you saw in the offense. Out of those four receptions, three different players catching balls. Olave had one, Landry two, Kamara had one. Kind of goes to what I'm thinking that it would be that it's going to be a situation where I think it's going to be hard for defenses to kind of focus on a player or not. Jameis reads the defense, delivers the football remotely accurate. They're going to move the, the ball down the field. By the way, Will Lutz kicked another field goal. He's likely going to make it. I just, I don't see this team having the issues they had last year. I just, I don't see how you can still think that way. Jameis, after the game, said it was great that they got in some action. Now it's time to really get locked. Well, we just got to continue to get better uh, and continue to, to tweak some things and, and jail more. Uh, these next two weeks are going to be critical. Uh, now every game counts, so we got to keep getting better and uh, keep keep gelling. Now, obviously, you won't know until you get out there. And I think that's what some of the callers have said today. It's great to see Jameis out there. Still want to see Michael Thomas. It's great he had those training camp practices, but is he going to play against the Falcons? Is he going to play against the Bucks? Is it something that you're, you know, you're going to wait out in a little bit to, to try to see? Again, a handful of players not at practice out there today. I think if it's a week from today, I'm a little more concerned from not seeing a Debo and, you know, Werner and other, those other guys. That, that would make me a little bit more concerned from that aspect of it. Um, but Dennis Allen after the game was asked, does he think his team will be ready for the regular season? Well, look, we'll find out, right? You know, um, I'm confident in the guys that we have in that locker room. I'm confident that we'll be able to find 53 guys that I think uh, are going to be a tough, you know, competitive group. Um, 
and 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 they're gonna they're gonna fight, you know, tooth and nail all the way to the end, and and that's that's kind of what I want our team to be. I want it to be a gritty, tough uh, group, and I think we got that. So, um, I'm I'm excited about it. So per Nick Underhill of New Orleans dot football, he tweeted Adebo, Traquan Penning, Mike Thomas, Roach Huggins not at practice. I don't see Werner on that list. So that's a good sign, obviously, since I know everyone today is talking about the Quan Alexander hits from uh, over the weekend. How can you not? It was absolutely a pop. I hear you. It's going to be easy for Webb, but again, it's a challenge. You know, talking to Jones too. Like, what are you doing in your offseason this year? You're a third year quarterback. Ooh. Oh, big pop. Came loose at the 35-yard line. Ball carrier Antonio Williams, and he took a major smack from Quan Alexander. How about welcome to the Jets? Welcome to New York. Meet Quan Alexander. Look, bam, look at that pop right on the football. I mean, that's... I admit it. I saw it, and I went, oh. (laughs) Right. I know I wasn't the only one. Come on. No way. No way. Anyway, even though it's no way. Anyway, um, look, hopefully that you get healthier at that position, and we'll see if he can make the plays like that. Sean Fazan, Fox 8, tweeting 23 minutes ago. Guess who he saw at practice? Pete Werner. So there you go. Uh, very good signs. Again, last week when we spoke with Mike Triplett from ESPN, he thought a lot of those injuries, a lot of those players that didn't practice, including James Hurst and others, it's just about recovering, giving them the time to get healthy and get ready. Again, you have some time. I know it's 13 days away. But, again, get them healthy for that season opener. And quite honestly, whether it's Michael Thomas missing that first game, hopefully that means that puts him healthier or healthy for the Bucks game. That, that's somebody that looked so good in training camp. Let's get back to that point. That's how I feel about it. Um, we can fixate and focus on, there he is again. He's not healthy. He's not, I, and I understand that, say, you know, a storyline that's going to be until it isn't anymore. Zion Williamson. Right? Same thing. He does not look like Santa Claus anymore like he did last December. Looks a little different. You've seen him. Working out, you've seen them in different videos, playing and practicing. But I understand the narrative. And it's a justified one. I'm not saying it's not. Until they see, until we see Zion take on the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday, October 19th. And make it through the preseason without getting hurt. And then playing through the season. I, I understand that. I do. But... I guess I just look at it as, okay, the guy hurt his hamstring somehow, somewhere, whether it was the Green Bay practices, getting on the plane, whatever. I, he looked so good during camp that literally that's how I look at it. Get, get the hamstring right and away you're going to go. You're going to see him have a very good season and, and hopefully it will recover and be healthy and, and he can play, right? Stinks that you have those type of injuries early on in the season, and it's something to have to work on. I mean, it is what it is. But I don't know. I I just don't sit here and fixate and kind of think that the guy don't want to play or you know he's not going to be healthy the whole season. I it's not what we saw at practice, and I know it's practice and not a game. So 
I guess the next 13 days, it's just going to be what it is until we get to a game. Right? That's what it is. As to why you did see, though, a lot of starters that were healthy and not nursing injuries back on Friday, DA. You know, I wanted to get Jameis out there and, and, and some, and some game action. It's been a while since he's, he's been in that environment, you know, and obviously he didn't get th- those practice reps against Green Bay. Um, you know, Jarvis Landry's a new player to our system, so it was good to kind of get him out and, and, and play, you know, have a few plays in the dome. It was good that we got, you know, Marcus May and Tyron Matthew out there playing together. So, um, you know, obviously we're going to take a look at the, at the film and, and there's certainly a lot of things that we, we still have to clean up, but, uh, but overall pleased with the result. No doubt. So the wasted, the, the wait is almost over, promise, before we actually, uh, get into Falcon Hate Week, which will be seven days from today. Looking forward to that. Anytime it's Falcon Hate Week is a good week. Um, but also with DraftKings Sportsbook, trying to get you ready for week one action, which starts next Thursday, right? Rams are going to be kicking that off there since they are the you know, Super Bowl champions. Anyway, to celebrate the return of football NFL-wise, since they are the official sports betting partner of the NFL DraftKings Sportsbook, they want to hook you up. If you're a new customer, bet $5 on any football game, $200 in free bets instantly. Also, they're doing this promotion called Early win promotion. So here's how it goes. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. If your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, they score in the opening drive, they're up seven nothing. You win. Because they went up, doesn't matter. You get paid instantly even if they lose. Saints and Falcons. Falcons have the opening drive. Kyle Pitts catches a lucky pass. We slip. They score a touchdown. They're up 7 nothing. Saints come back and beat them 35-7. to You still win. Get it? If you pick the Falcons. Could you pick the Falcons in the thing? To bet? I, anyway. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code LaRose. Get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Use the promo code LaRose only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Marlon Favorite. Next, we talk a little Tigers football. Brian Kelly had his game week presser. LSU taking on Florida State on Sunday. They're favored by three. Who will be their starting quarterback? We'll have to wait until game day. We'll explain next on ESPN New Orleans. I'm so tired of being lonely. I still have some love to give. Won't you show me that you really care? The other day, my friend said he saw a mosquito the size of a pool dew out near Dulac. Now, he may be exaggerating, but mosquitoes are back and swarming up and down the bayou. If you need help with mosquito control, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They have a number of ways to protect you from those blood-sucking mosquitoes. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here for you. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It's been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S dot 
balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Marlon Favorite joins us on the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line, 800 998 You can do so as well when we have an open segment. Bottom of the hour, Marlon, it is LSU game week, sir. How are you? Are you pumped? I'm pumped, Gus. It's like one of those little light pumps right now, right? It's Monday. It kind of snuck up on me, like, in the middle of last week. I'm like, oh, it's it's week zero. What's going on? Football <laughs> season is, like, really in the swing. You get caught up into the NFL preseason, just like, and it feels like the games are forever. But just like that, I got my text from Michael Bonnet and Chris and, and Brandon and Hunt and sounds like it's LSU Sports Radio time again, baby. Hello, somebody. I, I, for your sake, for your sake, and I mean this with all due respect, I know you want to have a nice call. I know you want to do nice pregame. Lots of excitement Sunday for you. And then Sunday night when the game ends, you, you want to have a nice, you know, a, a nice post game. So I'm going to say Brian Kelly does not call for an onside kick if the Tigers get up 11 in the third quarter. I hope not because if they wind up losing the game like Scott Frost in Nebraska, you're going to be in, you're going to be up to like three in the morning. I'm just letting you know if that happens. Did you see that? An onside kick up 11. That's crazy. No, you know what? I didn't get a chance to watch that one. So they were up 11. And up 11. Nine minutes left in the wow. third quarter. They called an onside kick after scoring. And they wind up losing to Northwestern. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. But that'll look, be one of those crazy I was going to say, in all honesty, though, I got to imagine one of the first things you guys are going to talk about Sunday in pregame is the LSU quarterback position. Brian Kelly having his presser this morning or this afternoon at 1230, and he addressed it. They have made the decision. They have a starter. He ain't naming it. There's no reason for them to. It only will help Florida State. I don't disagree with it. I get it. Who do you think it is, though? Well, I mean, I, I do think it's Jaden Daniels uh, just because every report that I got out of camp, everything that I've heard and saw led to Jordan, uh, to, to Jaden Daniels. I mean, even how he got here. I mean, if we pay attention to that as well, it, it, it's clear that it's, that it's Jordan. So, I mean, I said Jordan, I meant to say uh, uh, Jaden. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to that announcement, and, you know, this is something that, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, no matter who that is, obviously being able to have the guys up front block for you is going to be a big deal. And coach talking about the starting five 
and it's Will Campbell, Miles Frazier, Garrett Dellinger at center, right guard Anthony Bradford, right tackle Cam Wire. What do you think of that starting five? I like it, Cam. Cam's probably one of the more experienced guys out of that group. Um, I'm, I'm interested in seeing Will Campbell. I liked him throughout the recruiting circuit and, you know, the fact that he caught coaches' attention so fast says a lot about him. Um, but, you know, you look at you look at a guy like uh, Miles Frazier, transfer, just getting over here, and I don't have a lot on him, right? He, he's not someone that we saw last year. So, I mean, intelligently speaking, I can only speak wisely about Cam White because that's somebody that was there last year, right? But, Gus, it's the reports from Cam. It's the film that I see. It, it, it's T-Bob and, and, and Jacob Hester calling me in and, and telling me how – how that offensive line put a fight up against the defensive line. Oh, by the way, could probably be one of the better D lines in the country. And this is the thing that gets that. That's iron sharp as iron. It's inevitable for that team, uh, for our offensive line to become uh, much sharper in their approach and better because they're going against some experience and, and, and good competition up front. So it just makes it much better for us going into this first big game against Florida State. I think one of the things that's interesting when you bring up Florida State that I, I, I wonder too, and I remember a couple of years back, I was still doing some two lane football. They were playing South Alabama. They had played a game and, and it looked like for the very beginning of that game, there was an advantage. How much of an advantage, even though, you know, it was a, it was a beating at the hands of, uh, Florida State against Duquesne, 600 yards of offense, 406 on the ground. But isn't it an advantage of having played a game, gone through, not the motions, but a legit contest as opposed to LSU. Not, or do you think it's kind of plays itself out a little bit? It don't have to play itself out, Gus. And it's just for the simple fact of LSU on paper. You have a Florida, you have a Florida team who, you know, last year they were five and seven, you know, four and four in conference. They got a game under their belt, but they didn't play against Georgia. They didn't play against Clemson. They didn't play against – I'm not even going to say they played against Mississippi State. So they still have that hump to get over. Now, where did it play a major role? Were there any bumps and bruises last week? And and that's where the role uh, changes because now LSU has in, in a competitive advantage if they have the bumps and bruises. But if it was like the, the, the white and gold games or the purple and gold games that LSU playing, they don't have a big jump. They didn't play against a, a conference, a big-time conference opponent. So for them, this is going to be – this is the biggest test of this for us. Plus, we have the home field advantage, baby. The Dome on a Sunday? Come on, now. You know you know everybody's going to take off their black and gold shirt, but they put purple and gold shirt on, Gus. And mm-hmm. We got that same, you know, uh, thump that we have in the Dome each Sunday for the Saints. So – that's something to look at as well as the tangible part. One of the things also that I think was brought up today that Brian Kelly mentioned, they have the kicker, um, and it's Damian Ramos. But I think some people are a little not not as I guess comfortable as that position was in the in the past. Do you, do you think it is that? Is there more of a doubt at, at that position than perhaps they had been in the past? Well, I mean, you definitely have to look at who we had last and the record that the kid was able to break and the right. consistency had. So, I mean, that does that does play a role in regards to we don't know. And special teams is just such a pivotal point in the game. You you have to 
we may be up against a tight game against Alabama where, you know, a, a 40 or 50-yard pros kicker, you know, I mean, Coach Davey, he'll, he'll wait for the last, either be the second and call timeout, right? To still max, max Pearson that thing for the Cincinnati Bengals and just, just have that confidence, you know. Kate York brought so much confidence to that position. So you think back at what we had, and, and it's funny you say this, Gus, um, because I went to the Cell Newman game, and um, Arch Manning is good as advertised. <laughs> but what I will say is everybody kept coming up to me, man, is there any kind of way we can sneak your son back over here? Oh, I wish he had another year of eligibility. Well, because for the last three years, they had a punter that flipped the field every time he kicked the ball. Yeah. So they didn't have that this time. So that's that's the only, you know, that third phase of the game is so important, and that's the only thing that would make that difference. Saints get the win, 27-10. Speak with Marlon Favor at a big fave. 504 is way to follow over on Twitter. It'll be a part of LSU's radio network all season long. And also we talk a little NFL. Look, you know, I, I understand that sometimes you, you do have to judge performance based off of who that competition sort of is, right? But when you look at Jameis Winston's opening drive, I was impressed by it. And I think I was impressed by the entire opening drive by whatever starters there were out there. And to see him take that hit, deliver the football to Landry, Landry getting two grabs, Kamara getting one, Alave, three different targets on those four receptions. I, I just think it, that, that's perfect. You got a little confidence. You got a little something, little something you can take into the beginning of the season. I get it wasn't against Bosa and, you know, Khalil Mack and all of that, but I don't know, Marlon. I mean, what, how should I view that opening drive? I mean, I, w- I would view it with a little more confidence in my team because an opening drive is an open drive. Yes, it isn't against Bosa or, or, or some of their star players, but Ryan Ramtech went against guys like Bob. I remember he sat down, J.J. Watts, zero, nothing, no tackles, no none of that as a rookie. He's gotten better. So I say that because what we saw was what we saw at training camp, Gus, a team in St. Of course, bumps and bruises on the offensive line here and that get that together. But when any time Jameis can go four for four, just drive the ball down the field and just Andy does it. And look at us, watch Ian Book. My my criticism of Ian Book has changed over the past two weeks, Gus, because I see a kid that went out there and got better trying to fight for a a practice squad spot on this team, right? He's gotten better. I wonder why. Oh, it might have been the leadership and the vocal leadership, excuse me, of a Jameis Winston and an Andy Dalton. So this is, I'm telling you, we're quarterback seven right now, Gus, in Louisiana, because we have we have a group of good quarterbacks at LSU with the Saints, and, of course, Tulane and the rest of our teams across the state handling their business as well. So we used to having a bad quarterback battle called Gus, but that's not the conversation with the Saints, uh, nor is it with uh, LSU. Dennis Allen today after practice said uh, this is the toughest day and week of the season for him. It's the day you got to get people in from the locker room and go into your office and let them know that they're not part of the team. You've been a part of that as well from that end, and you know how difficult that sort of is. But, it, you know, as he said, it's a, it's a tough business, and that's one of those tough days. It's never – I mean, were you like on pins and needles that moment, or do you think most guys kind of have an idea? Oh, Gus, this, this is one of those moments every year, all the way into my final year, um, I, I would 
it's a big anxiety attack because you don't know. It's, it's pins and needles. It's, you know, these guys are forced to smile in your face and no answer. Um, uh, I can remember some coaches, like when Coach John Fox cut me, he was fighting back tears. That was genuine. You could tell he really liked me as a player, but this is the business side of it. So that's why when you, when you see players getting these big contracts and they've worked so hard for it and, and, and it's, oh, what this sign is, it's all a, it's not that simple. It, it's not that simple at all. You only have what's guaranteed, and and what's not what's what's for certainly not guaranteed is a spot on the roster. So this is a sad day. I just I literally hated this day, bro, because you just don't know, and it's just and not to make light uh, of a serious situation, but it's that moment when you get cut and you got to go back to the locker room and get your stuff, and everybody hits you with that sad funeral face, like, oh man, I'm so sorry, man. It's, and your players, like, you know, you. You, you grow team chemistry and, and mm-hmm. you take a liking of a player. And then because of this is a business, they're like, man, this dude was good for the locker room, man. This this dude was good at practice and did everything that he had to do, but it's business. So, yeah, I, I didn't like this day. And, and that tells you the character of a Dennis Allen. If he don't like this day, he's a good coach because, again, if it was up to him, he would keep more players, but it's just the business side of it. So, shout out to Coach Allen for that one. About your Cowboys preseason, sum them up in sixty seconds. Oh, the Cowboys preseason, the receiver core looks good. The, the go. Cowboys defense, by the they way, last good. To draft them, Gus, <laughs> they were still sitting there in the last round of the fantasy draft. So I have the Cowboys defense. So Michael Parsons, let's get it, baby. Yeah. So hey, man, they, they're ready. Uh, New Orleans, look, listen, we, we, we teams, baby, we represent the, the, the dirty side all together. All right, listen. We're going to take care of Tampa Bay. There's an opportunity for Tampa Bay to start the season off 0-2. That's true. The boys got you. <laughs> Hit us up. Hit us up. Uh, they got you. That feels, y'all, I, that, I want to see the stars. All yeah. my Saints fans, I want uh, y'all to. Let's not get carried away. Look, let's not get carried away. I might play the <laughs> Dallas theme music, but let's, oh, let's not get carried away. All right? I mean, it is better for rooting for Dallas than it is for Atlanta. I'll tell you that. I, I don't know what's dirtier. Oh. Stop it. Just, you know what? Just, just beat them. Okay. Just take care of them and, uh, and we'll, we'll leave it at that. You, you know, you know it. You know it, guys. You got it. You got it. It's all not, No, I don't know that. That's, that's the key. <laughs> that's what makes me a little nervous. At Big Faith 504 is the way to follow over on Twitter. Marlon Favorite, as always, appreciate the time, sir. We'll talk again on Friday where we'll talk a full slate of college football. We'll give you, we'll, you know, ask you the storylines, man, going into LSU and Florida State. And man, this week, this time next week, we're talking about a one and oh, and one LSU team, man. They, they got a game to play. So let's see what happens. Let's get it in. Of course, there's a new coach in the building. His name is Coach BK, baby. So let's go Tigers. Go Tigers. That's, that's, that's eerily good. To be honest, I was not expecting that at all. Uh, for sure, man. Thank you so much for your time, bud. Well, hello, somebody, guys. <laughs> he dances with everybody else. You have to get him to do the hello, somebody. You're absolutely right. You have to do that. I mean, it, he's essentially dancing in the locker room with everyone else, man. Make it happen, Marlon. Let's do it. Let's that Big Faith 504 is the way to follow over on Twitter. Final 28 minutes next on ESPN New Orleans.
In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities. Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. What LeBron James is setting up for is creating a lottery for drafting his son. And whoever drafts his son, LeBron James will opt out to play with his son. Mark that down. I'm telling you, it's going to create a whirlwind of attention. LeBron wants to play with his son to submit his legacy when it's all done. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. There it is. Thank you, buddy. Way too much Cowboys. 800-998-1003. The way to chime into the conversation via the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line. Shout out to William. Another member of the oh, Cowboy Nation and the reason the truth gets on the air each and every week with this TV show. Not nah, good people, William. Um, so, again, look, we're looking at that drive. We're looking at what we saw in that game. Here's another thing element to it. And, again, I, I understand it was one of those fascinating storylines as camp went on. Who's the third running back? And I said, if you're worried about the third running back... The Saints are in deep doo-doo. That means the receiving core has gotten injured. There's no tight ends, which you didn't have two of them play on Friday, but they're nursing whatever it is that they're nursing. And, um, and again, it's not, it, it wasn't any disrespect to Tony Jones Jr. or anybody else. My point is, if you're relying on the third running back to help you win a football game, there are a lot worse issues going on. Does that make sense? And I understand it was because, well, well, Kamara may miss games. I said, fine, Mark Ingram's got it. Now, I, I look, again, no one is going to have the kind of run that you saw Alvin have, the burst, the speed, and all of that. I mean, he's running back one for a reason. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL. So, yeah, it would have been a loss. It would have been hurt to the team if he doesn't play and practice and all that. But, I again... I think having better receivers this year, having all of that is going to help all the way around. Now, Mark Ingram, 
had this to say about Alvin after the game. Getting better. You just get better with time. I mean, he was young. When we were here 17, 18, he was young and kind of raw and um, very smart. But, I mean, just three more years under his belt. I mean, he's going into year six, and you just see the confidence. You see, um, you know, the explosion. And uh, he's just going to continue to improve. He's going to continue to get better. I mean, he's special. He's talented. All you guys know that. All you guys have seen it. And um, he's going to continue to get better. So, um that's what happens, man. You get better and better with, with experiences, get better and better with time on task, and um, I think the best of his career is still ahead of him. So I, I think that's the thing that, that you look at, that uh, AK looks good. And I keep saying it, when you have better receivers that will – Occupy the eyes of linebackers and safeties and all of a sudden here comes 41. You, you, you just, you can't focus on it. Bless his heart. We love Drew. Those last several years, you knew it. I knew it. That arm couldn't push the football down the field. Again, that first reception to Landry, that won a 10 yard slant, right? That won a five yard play that, that was in space. Soft spot in the zone, Winston, whoosh, ball got there quickly. When when you can do that, that puts you on the heels on the back end. And that just slows you up for that half a second for you to, that running back to hit that hole like that. But again, what you saw with Mark was nice. You know, you saw that speed one there, and not like he was uber fast in the past, but there was a play near side. He couldn't get around that corner, but look, he's enough to kind of move the sticks Spell AK and do that overall in the first two drives, Mark. Felt like we did good. I mean, we obviously we had a few penalties that took away some um, good plays, but uh, just clean that up, and I think we were able to overcome it and, um, you know, put together two good drives and score touchdowns. So it's definitely what you want. And um, just clean a few things up, but I think uh, we started out really well as far as coming out the gate, first possession, getting down there, long drive, successful plays. Obviously, the penalties want to get rid of those, but we were able to get in zone despite, you know, the bad things that we did. So, um, it was great. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I think seeing him kind of go in there, I, like, again, I'm comfortable with those two. If you have to have another guy in there, you know, again, I, whether it's Tony Jones or somebody else, that's great. Yeah, you hopefully don't get to the point where the third running back needs 15, 12 carries and, you know, 10 receptions because – then the Saints are in trouble. Ian Book's probably playing. Anyway, so <laughs> not picking on him. That is going to be interesting, though, if he makes the final 53. One of the other things that he did touch on, though, was seeing Jameis Winston play. And again, we, we can go back and forth. You know how I feel about it. That that was as excellent an opening drive as you can ask for him. If it was the direct opposite, people would be losing their minds. If he had gone off for four with an interception, people would have lost it. Right? Incompletions looked rusty. I mean, people would not be the way they were that night. So, I guess it's darned if you analyze and darned if you don't analyze. If I say it was good, oh, it was the second unit. Wasn't Khalil. Wasn't Bosa. I'm like, I hear you. But I, I, I look at the things that were translatable, whoever that was. Stepping in a pocket, delivering accurately, pushing the football downfield, good balance, tempo, the works, all of that. Here's what Ingram uh, thought about it. I mean, he was comfortable. Ran the, uh, he was high energy to start the game. Um, great leader. And, um, he was poised. I think he, 
you know, drove us down the field. <laughs> we got a touchdown. Um, stood in there, made some good throws. Got the got us in and out the huddle, and uh, that's what you want from your guy. So I think he did a great job. Yeah, indeed. And he also thinks, like Jameis said repeatedly, about being able to go out there and play and thanking Dennis Allen for allowing him to do it. That it was probably important for him to do it. Yeah, I think it's very meaningful, especially for him to come off the injury. Um, you know, he's fought back, battled back, and um, you know he looks great. He's been doing well all training camp. And he came out and got a series in. And I think that was great for everyone to be able to do that together. And especially with, you know, our guy out there running the show. Um, especially, you know, the last preseason game. This was the last tune-up before we'll have live bullets. So um, I think that was great. I think it was needed for him and all of us. Yeah. One of the other things, too, he was asked after the game was, can you specifically kind of detail or anything on the growth, perhaps, of Jameis Winston since first getting it? Yeah, I mean, he's the same guy. It's better. Um, obviously more seasoned. Um, you know, you're the best version of yourself when you, you know, have trials and tribulations and adversities and you overcome it. And that's what he's done. He's overcome. He's coming on the other side from an injury. And, um, I think he's better from it. I think he, um, you know, doesn't take any moment or any opportunity for granted. And, um, any rep, anytime he's out there at practice, any game, any moment, I think, you know, you can't take those moments for granted. And, you know, he doesn't. None of us do. So, um, I feel like he's the same person, a better person, uh, just because he's come out on the other side of, you know, a uh, tough situation. So um, that makes you better. They finally eventually did ask Mark Ingram about how he feels personally going into the season. Yeah, I feel good where I'm at. I, I think everybody feels good where they're at. Um, obviously, still got some work to do this week before we have uh, the weekend off. But I think everyone is kind of in a good position physically, mentally, emotionally throughout the preseason, the practices, the joint practices, the preseason, um, that preseason games that we've had. I think everybody's in a good good state of mind, you know, going into this last week of preparation before we, you know, start our in-season schedule. So obviously cut days tomorrow. Will 85 be on? Now Book looking into the end zone, underneath, and a touchdown. Kirk Barrett. Joe Myers, Fox 8, with the broadcast there. Kirk married on getting that touchdown in the dome, doing the gritty. Uh, I ran like a, I was in the alley, alley split. Uh, I ran a delay, a delay route. And uh, Ian trusted me enough to throw the ball and really, uh, really appreciative of that. Oh, uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a running play. It was a receiver play. <laughs> Funny, right? That, uh, he actually got a chance to do that in front of friends and family. Cra- uh, crazy feeling, uh, surreal moment. Um, for me and I and my parents were in uh, section I think 343, and that's that was the same section that we had. Um, when we had season tickets when I was like six, all the way up to when I was high school. So it was crazy just to see see them in the section and uh, just to score right right in the end zone, right right over there uh, next to them. So it was it was a great feeling. Yeah, um, I, I I enjoy that every year. I think it's one of the fun aspects of obviously what you see with training camp and just players that, that, that tried to make a name. Look, it was Callaway last year, too, right, that you got a chance to see. And I thought he played very well on that Friday. And and I kind of thought, and with a lot of different people that was speaking in the press box, that maybe that day was maybe a day, well, that game was, hey, uh, Traquan, is it Traquan, is it Callaway? Do you keep one? Do you keep both? Do you see how, you know, kind of plays out? And it was, it was good to see him. Look, he made that, you know, that catch that went off of Traquan's hand that looked that 
like it hit the turf. They blew dead, and he took it to the house. But because they blew it in completion, it, it was at the spot. That's why it did not count as a touchdown. But, you know, it's kind of what we said with him, with Callaway. And with the other guys in that receiving core, he just has to do his part and not be the number one guy. I think Kurt Merritt, with all the different aspects he can do, you kind of wonder if he made the team. He was asked, was there pressure to have a good Friday? Uh, no, no, no pressure really. I mean, we just out there playing football. Um, just play together with my, with my brothers and just be great. You know, that's what, uh, Jarvis was really talking about before pregame. I don't know. I, I, I think he makes it. It would not surprise me if he doesn't. Now again, injuries to some of those players that that, you know, haven't been practicing, you kind of wonder. Again, you wonder how the team's going to handle that left tackle situation. I got to imagine you're, uh, you're scouring who's cut, who's not, and addressing some of it somehow, some way before that season starts. Even if James Hurst is good to go, and Coach Allen, after the game, said he's in a good place, it kind of sounded like he feels like he is going to be able to start. Who backs him up, though, if he goes down? And that's something you got to have in place since Trevor Penning's going to have surgery reportedly per Ian Rappaport and others. It's the Sports Hangover final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wuss. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. CBSSports.com, Mr. Professor, who joins us for the final segment here on today's show. Headline, 2022 college football playoff predictions. Expert picks. And most overrated and underrated teams. That's always my favorite part. So let's get to that. Most overrated team, Texas A&M. LSU fans want to hear that, right? Do you think the Aggies are an overrated team? By the way, find out over the weekend, Max Johnson did not win the starting job. He will be QB2 for the Aggies, the LSU former starting quarterback who transferred to Texas A&M. I don't know. Do you think Texas A&M is an overrated team, Nick? It's hard to kind of gauge that with it, you know, before the season actually starts. 
you know, if they don't have the kind of start that everybody's predicting them to have, then yeah, they'll be overrated. But I, I'll say this. I don't think they're going to be as good as some people are trying to say they're going to be. Yeah, I'm with you. So, yeah. and with that, yeah, they're probably a little bit overrated. I do too. And I know a lot of people are bringing up, well, they beat Bama last year. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so. Notre Dame, the second most overrated team. And, uh, the write-up is, the truth is Notre Dame has actually been overrated in a long time. And I disagree. Every year, everybody puts Notre Dame as a top five or national title contender. And then they play good teams and they don't look good. So I think they're perpetually overrated. That's my opinion. What do you think? You think they're overrated? Sorry about that little tidbit. Sorry, a little bit of technical difficulty. Yeah. I think people just love to call Notre Dame overrated. I think Notre Dame is America's favorite. But for a lot of people, it's uh, you know, it's boom or bust for Notre Dame. Either they really love them or they just really hate them. And especially working in sports radio in the South, one thing that I've seen is that folks down here <laughs> love to rib on Notre Dame, man. Sure. So yeah. either, but I think people just like to call Notre Dame overrated because they feel like they don't really play anybody because of the way they schedule teams. Well, yeah. Oklahoma oh. State and Texas also overrated teams. I think Texas also one of those perpetually overrated teams each and every year. That's just me. Every year. Every year, all the Longhorns are back. Just, right. Everybody uh, just love to call them overrated. Yep. Most underrated teams, Penn State, Utah, Ole Miss. What's interesting about the Ole Miss one is this. You you lost Matt Corral. So I guess, you know, who is their new quarterback and, and how, how does that offense sort of go? But you, you, I, I kind of, I, I kind of do. I, I like me some lane train. I really honestly I think he's fun to follow. He really honestly is. Oh man. It's, it's a lot of these guys are fun to follow like that. I I I hang on the words, man, because it's just it's entertaining to me. Do you know who running back Deuce Vaughn is? Apparently per this write up you should. Um they believe that the Kansas State running back is the best offensive player in the Big Twelve. Running back Deuce Vaughn. So Kansas State, another team they think is underrated. Oklahoma underrated. BYU underrated as well. Do you have any other underrated or overrated teams you like to throw in into the mix? Uh I can't think of any right now that I would call either overrated or underrated. I I think that LSU could possibly be underrated because I feel like people aren't giving them the credit that they deserve just because Brian Kelly is the coach now. But we saw what Brian Kelly was able to do with Notre Dame. So we'll see how he transitions over into the SEC. I think he'll do a fine job. Seven college football analysts were asked to give their top four for the college football playoff, including Chip Patterson, who will join us throughout the season again. I don't know. This is like year, I don't know, 19 or something. He's been doing it since the show started. Um, everyone has Alabama, but Tom Fornelli has Ohio State as number one. The second seed, everybody then has Ohio State or Fernelli has Alabama. With the third out of the four teams, it's either Georgia or Clemson. And then at four, it gets interesting. Lots of Utah. See, three Utahs, two Oklahomas, a Michigan, and a Clemson. But essentially, three of those four seem to be locks by everybody. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. Is that how you feel? That at least three of them, you're pretty certain is going to be those three teams, one way, shape, or form, and then whoever it is at number four, because I do. Three, thi- three <laughs> things you can count on in life, Gus. Okay. Death, 
taxes, and two SEC SEC teams being predicted in the top four yeah. at the beginning of the college football season. You can it. always count on it. It is time for shot of the day. Nick, go ahead and kick us off here on week number one. I am taking a shot for Michigan fans mm. as Jim Harbaugh has decided that he's going to start different quarterbacks in the team's first two games. Harbaugh <laughs> referenced the Bible and Solomon when explaining his decision to use different starting quarterbacks in the team's first two games. Yes. No person that's biblical, no person knows what the future holds. The process is going to be based on performance, but we're not going to withhold any good thing. Both have been tremendous quarterbacks. We think both are capable of leading our team to a championship. So they're going to start K. McNamara, for Colorado State, which is the season opener. Yeah. And then the sophomore, J.J. McCarthy, will make his first start on September 10th against Hawaii. Okay, well, my my, my shot of holy water with alcohol, and it's going to go along the lines of that same theme to, uh it's got to be Scott Frost, right? And it's going to be revelations for you, bud. Because, I mean, yeah, again, the stat of the day, he can win the next 30 games in a row and still have less wins then Bopolini, the guy they fired to hire you. It is time to start looking for something else when that happens. So revelations for him. And what did you say? Solomon's, right? Uh, Solomon. Solomon. There he is. For, Solomon. Uh, for Thank you, sir. Appreciate the time. We'll talk again tomorrow. We'll be live over at Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic. It is also our first Tuesday to chat with coaches. Until then, Matt Moscone, after further review, buddy, take us away, sir. Thanks for listening to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. LA20-11133. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay, Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay, Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. Everyone, who's manning the front of Big E's nightclub needs a bouncer with a military background. Dougie, I need you to keep eyes on the back. Security who lays down the no-no when the uns-uns get too intense. That sweetest DJ duo is back tonight. Y'all remember last time. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. 
Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Improve your vehicle's gas mileage and power with Royal Purple Fuel Injector Cleaner at O'Reilly Auto Parts. And right now, buy one six-ounce bottle and get one free, plus earn double O rewards points with your purchase. Save money on gas and boost performance with Royal Purple Fuel Injector Cleaner at O'Reilly Auto Parts or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been on the front lines protecting animals in times of crisis. From Pearl Harbor to 9-11, the California wildfires, and the coronavirus pandemic, American Humane Rescue has provided life-saving assistance for animals in virtually every major national disaster. If you're anything like me, your pets mean the world to you. And if disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. To prepare for an oncoming disaster, ensure your pet has secure and up-to-date identification. And if you must evacuate, remember to take your disaster preparedness kit with you. To learn more about disaster planning and how to keep your best friends safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Shout out to you there for... Definitely a few 